I was um at the tattoo place yesterday and I sort of like, you know, I had four hour block, but not I didn't know what I was gonna get. And I'm like, I have to do like deal with all of like the gray things that are sprouting out of me now when I think of where I want to tattoo. That might need to be edited now. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Andy Welfley, serving as the MC tonight, and I'm joined by my co-host, Johnny Gamber, and Lady Graphite herself, Caroline Weaver, of this little pencil store you may or may not have heard of in New York, CW Pencils. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hi. Yay. Fantastic. How are you? Pretty good. It's been a, it's been a good, good start to my week so far. So. Good. With uh, Target and Staples, they have been pushing their back-to-school messages since, since noon on the 4th of July. Uh, we here at the Erasable Podcast are going to try to tackle the inevitable in a more timely manner. So to that effect, we're going to talk a little later about back-to-school trends for 2018 and help you fulfill those, those school lists um, that they send home each summer. So uh, I can think of no better, no better duo to do that than Johnny, who has like 60 kids, and Caroline, <laughs> who owns a pencil shop. So... Yay. <laughs> so cool. Let's uh let's jump into tools of the trade though. Um Caroline, what have you been consuming and writing with lately? Well, I've been consuming a lot of books. I think I've read like fifty two books so far this year. So far. Um, that's awesome. that's like two a week. It's a lot of books. I don't I didn't even realize that I'd read that many until I counted them in my planner. I'm like super I'm really crazy OCD about cataloging the books that I read. I write them down by month and then, and their number of pages because that's how I count them at the end of the year is by how many pages I read instead of by number of books, because that's really intimidating. <laughs> and, um, the only goal is to beat last year, but I'm never going to be able to be able to beat this year at this rate. So I might just not count this one, but yeah, I've been reading a lot. I just finished, um, our book club book, which is called the elegance of the hedgehog. It came out, about um, about 10 years ago, it's translated from French, and hmm. there was a movie made of it a few years ago, I think, that I've not watched because I can't find it anywhere, but um, it was a really, really, really fun read. Um, if anyone wants to participate in our shop book club, the Orchard Street Reading Society, uh, this is the book that we're reading this month, so I highly recommend it. It's about a, a, a concierge in a really fancy apartment building in Paris, and her observations of what goes on with the people in the building and um, kind of, well, it's kind of juxtaposed against the the observations of one of the children who lives in the building and then they become friends, the concierge and the child. Um, it's a re- really fun read, but um, yeah, that's the book I finished most recently. Um, and speaking of books, I um, saw last week the movie um, called The Wife which is based on a book written by Meg Wolitzer about 15 years ago. And I think it comes out this week. I saw, I went to an advanced showing of it. Um, Glenn Close is in it and it's amazing. It's about a woman whose husband wins the Nobel prize um, for literature and about her struggles um, kind of being, being the wife in that situation and being the support system for him. There are a couple of twists. I can't spoil it for you, but um, yeah, it was really awesome. Everybody should see it. If it has Glenn Close, it's definitely going to be awesome. 
Yeah, she's so cool. She I went to a um I belong to a women's club here called The Wing and they do a lot of film screenings there and I went to I think it was last Monday. Yeah, just on a Monday night they did a screening of this movie and then they had a Q&A with Meg Wolitzer and Glenn Close afterward and she had just come from Jimmy Fallon and was wearing this suit. She was wearing a black suit with like s- chunky Swarovski crystal stripes down the side. Oh, wow. Um, she looked unreal and she was like fully made up because she just come from like shooting nighttime television. And um, she said that they had made her um, do like a some sort of like little skit with puppies, a like Cruella skit. So she wore this like crazy <laughs> black suit with um, crystal stripes. But it was really cool to see her in person. I love that. That's um, kind of like how she will probably like henceforth be known as like, oh, she was Cruella de Vil and she like really, really, really sold it. So. No yeah. matter what she does, that's going to like, you know, over overshadow her. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, I guess. And uh, while I'm on the topic of movies, we are doing a pencil lady movie night soon. And we're going to see three identical strangers. Mm. Um, do either of you know about this documentary? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. for anyone who doesn't know, it's a documentary about, um, about three men. I don't know when it was. Was it in the in the eighties, in the seventies? I think I'm was, not sure exactly. Yeah, I think it was the late seventies, but I could be wrong about that. That's just yeah. judging by their hairstyle alone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and they they're triplets, and they they're identical. They look exactly the same, and it's about them. And they were split. It's about them kind of um, finding each other through the media and there's like a, and I obviously I wasn't born when this happened. So I have no idea what happens. And apparently there's some sort of like crazy twist, um, something like crazy that happens in this real life story. Um, the, yeah, the documentary has been very, very popular at the one at the main movie theater that it's showing at here. And we're all going to see it together though. It's been very hard not to Google anything and spoil it. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Oh, and what I'm writing with. Um, today I am writing with one of my favorite, favorite pencils that doesn't exist anymore. And it's one of the 150th anniversary Fila pencils, hmm. which is, I think I maybe have talked about it on here before. I really love this pencil. It's half round, half hexagonal, and it's um, just a natural finish. And it has a uh, little it's capped in red with like a little white stripe and a little green stripe like an italian flag um yeah Yeah, these are cool they're really cool and i've only ever owned exactly i guess four of them two of which i bought in italy when they first came out and i didn't really know what they were and then i got home and realized what they were and was really angry that i didn't buy more (laughs) and two of them uh were given to me by a customer recently Hmm. Well, two different customers um, oh, who brought I have them one, like them. I have one that you sent me in like 2015. Oh yeah. Okay, so That's, there must have been five. Or, or, yeah, five at one point. Wow. It's um, in my prize jar. <laughs> it's a really cool pencil, and I finally, I finally sharpened one. I had one that had like a little bit of a nick in it, so I thought I might as well just sharpen it and try to use it. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's a really great pencil. It's kind of comfortable to hold too. I like the the shape. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, hmm. Oh, and I guess I have to be writing on something. Um, <laughs> today, that thing is this tiny jotter pad that was uh, also gifted to me by a customer slash university professor from the UK. He brought this beautiful gift to me when I uh, hosted his students for a little visit a couple months ago. It's like a little leather, tiny leather Smithson thing with like a little like refillable jotter pad and a tiny little hole for a pencil and then a little like folder which I shoved business cards in because I went to a trade show this morning so that was the easiest thing that I could carry around it was really really great yeah nice yep Johnny how about you uh, um so I have not been reading like at all this summer despite having a um, you know a plan I read a lot in early in the year and the summer has just been kind of a doozy but um I finally finished Ripper Street that British um Victorian era crime cop sort of show with uh, Matthew McFadden on whom I have an actor crush. <laughs> it was like super good. It's on Netflix. It's like, it's pretty violent, but really, 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 really good. And it, you can't really talk about it without spoilers. So just watch it. And there's not, a, there's no nudity in the entire show except the first episode, which is like tons and tons of nudity. <laughs> so like, don't let that turn you off. Watch two. And um, I see you and I are sharing Orange is the New Black. I don't know if you heard started. Johnny. I don't know if you heard, but apparently they talk about the Blackwing in it. Yeah, like <laughs> constantly. There were there were several like, several posts in the group about this as soon as the season came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, one of the characters is holding a pearl, but it's the old one with the black eraser and the black print. It's like bugging the hell out of me. <clears throat> oh, I didn't notice that. Good it's cat. in the um, first episode or two. A guy who's uh. It's like the FBI guy or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy asking all the questions. He's fiddling with it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think I'm only three into the new season. You know, it's kind of hard to watch this time around. But uh, yeah. And I'm finally rereading Harry Potter 5 with Charlotte because I don't know why she finally wanted to read it, but she does. So now we're reading it. Hmm. I think that one's that's the really, really big one that intimidates kids. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and, um, the fourth one seemed really okay. big. The, I feel like everybody I know, but the first, the fourth one had a trouble with the first couple hundred pages because yeah. it was uh, like, oh my God, would you stop with the Quidditch? <laughs> yeah, that's when I quit was the fourth one. I was in, it was a summer between third and fourth grade though. I think I was a little young too. Oh my god! I was like a grown-up when that came out. <laughs> <laughs> You're old, Johnny. I'll be 39 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about I've receding gums, gray <laughs> hair, gray chest hair. That's the rough one. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. So, um, that t- <laughs> so moving on, <laughs> I am writing with a Blackwing 10,001 that is just getting to the Steinbeck stage. It's like mm, super perfect in um. The Lawn Notebook from Right Notepads with the beer, sticker, and one flamingo. Nice. Specifically. Just one flamingo. Can't do two. I moved <laughs> out of Hampton. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> well, um, I am uh, consuming this new drink that Johnny just invented. <laughs> Fireball juice <laughs> vaped into a champagne flute with a fourth of a shot of bullet rye called a San Fran smog. Wow. <laughs> doesn't sound bad though, right? It it I don't know about vaping vaping fireball. We'll see about that. Um It'll be like super cinnamon and rye. 
Actually, we are right in the depths of uh, Foggest right now, which is that part of the San Francisco summer where it's really cold and foggy. So it was about 60 degrees all day, windy oh my God. and super foggy. Yeah, you had that picture on um, Facebook today of wearing a hoodie. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, cuss, oh, yeah. I was cursing you under my breath. <laughs> it gets real cold in the summer. I don't know why. Um, something to do with microclimates. I don't know. No, actually, um, I just finished John Hodgman's novel. Um, I guess not really a novel, like a book of memoir uh, called Vacation Land, which which the cover was illustrated by Aaron Draplin. So it's uh, it definitely oh, nice. gets a lot of play in and like the Field Nuts group. Um, it's really good. It's just sort of about how like, you know, he grew up in um, uh, my geography of the East Coast is so bad, but like the like <laughs> Massachusetts somewhere like he he had a, a house kind of out in the, the backwoods of Massachusetts on, on a bunch of rivers um, and just kind of like his his just cavorting about he's John Hodgman. So it's very like dry humor. Um. Also watching Orange of the New Black, Katie and I are like about uh, halfway through the season. Um, I hear later on the Blackwing will be making another, like that guy who originally talked about it, like like talks about it even more, but like, yeah, for, it's for funny sure. That yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So um, I mentioned this in the group, but um, last year at the San Francisco Penn show, I um, Brad Dowdy had a big event after the, after the conference, after the show. And he had a bunch of tables around with like somebody had like paintbrushes and some people had fountain pens and I kind of maintained a table with pencils and somebody came down and sat next to me and we were like just talking about black wings and how many different kinds there are. And she was like, yeah, my boss is, is obsessed with black wings. Like she talks about them all the time and she loves them. And, uh, we, we write for a TV show and she, uh, actually wrote in a part, um, like about black wings. And I don't know if it'll make the cut. I was like, Oh, what TV show is it? And she goes, orange is the new black. And I go, so your <laughs> boss is Genji Cohen. She's like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, apparently this, this person is, um, pretty active in like the pen addict slat, uh, slack. She's a, she's a writer on orange is the new black. And she, she appears like in bit parts in lots of other things. Like she, I've, I've recognized her in, um, difficult people and i think she was in girls um just as like a like a walk-on type role but that was really cool she came up came up for the san francisco pen show so i sort of knew it was coming but i didn't know if it would actually like make it in but it sure did that's awesome uh and then of course uh my guilty pleasure which is somebody feed phil have you ever seen this caroline i've never heard of this <laughs> am i missing something it's not it's not surprising you haven't heard of it only because like, it's really weird. Um, so Phil Rosenthal, who is the creator of everybody loves Raymond. He's a writer. Um, he's exactly like a character on everybody loves Raymond. Cause he wrote it. Um, he has a, uh, travel show where he goes and like eats food around the world. He's like an anti Anthony Bourdain. Uh, he, his, he had one season on PBS and it was called, um, I'll have what Phil's having. And then PBS dropped him, but Netflix picked him up. So this is his, his second season. It's a very strange, strange show, but I just love it because it's, it's just weird. He goes and eats like good food and like talks to people and does his shtick like everywhere. So uh, somebody feed Phil. <laughs> and I am writing with a golden bear, a blue golden bear in my three missions notebook, the Mercury one, the Mercury, Mercury Atlas 6. 
And I, I texted uh, uh, Tim and Johnny last night. I just realized that these two things match. Like the the orange eraser and the blue barrel look like the orange flames from the rocket and the blue sky in the notebook. So unintentionally matching, yay. Cool. Let's uh, move on to fresh points. Um, Caroline, would you like to go? Yeah. Um, so I, I struggled coming up with things today because I'm a little brain dead because I got up very early to go to a trade show, which mm. is always an exhausting day. Um, t- today I went to New York Now, which is, a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a home and gift and lifestyle show that happens at the Javits Center. It's very big. And um, it's a lot of stationery, though. Most of the big brands are there. And there were there were a few brands that um, I work with who are from other countries. And so I went mostly just to say hi and cool. um, visit some people. I didn't really I didn't really find anything new. I just kind of walked the show. Um, I saw Blackwing and- was there. Yeah, Blackwing was there. Their booth was really good. I've actually never seen them at a trade show because they don't do the stationary show. Um, and they do some of the other like gift and lifestyle type shows yeah. um, that I've not gone to. Um, but Who yeah, the I saw that uh, Anne-Marie was there and Alex was there and a couple of other people who I met for the first time whose names I do not remember. I should have had um, them make a surprise appearance on the show. Just come back to the shop with you. No, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have had to bribe them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a long day for them yeah. at the trade show. I could don't sure. think I could do that talking to strangers in a booth all day. I think I would get exhausted and <laughs> annoyed. Yeah. But um yeah, it's uh it's a fun show. I like walking trade shows, but you really have to go with a strategy. Like I there's a there's an app for most trade shows these days, which is good because you can go in and like see search vendors and like see them all in a list and save the ones you want to go to and it kind of like maps it out for you oh cool um so it's not that complicated i didn't didn't even walk a lot of it because there there was just like one of the floors was like pretty much at least a quarter of it was pretty much just candles it's like candle land it was really (laughs) it was really weird it was just all these candles and the smell was so strange because it was just like the combination of dozens and dozens of candle vendors with all their candles out. Oh, it was yeah. very weird. Um, yeah. I remember but, that one of the first uh, times you were on the podcast, you had just gone to paper world in Germany and you were obsessed with all the napkins they showed. Oh yeah. There's so <laughs> many good napkins at paper world. Um, yeah. yeah, the, I mean, I, I know quite a lot about the napkin industry now and <laughs> especially at the American American shows there there's nothing really new there that i haven't seen because i'm a napkin person um but yeah this this show was fun i um i saw some cool stuff actually i don't know if you guys are familiar um present and correct the amazing shop in london they uh they did a set of note cards for chronicle books a couple years ago that are just kind of those like really cool flat lays on gray that they do on their instagrams a lot Mm. um and they are i guess i've never seen them before i'm assuming that they're new they're coming out with some more stationary products including this really cool like set of envelopes and this thing that's kind of like a it's kind of like a a paperclip sampler it's it was really cool yeah yeah i think i've seen this before i've heard of it yeah that's really cool they do they do that sort of thing on on their website with like stuff sourced from all over the globe and like vintage envelopes and stuff and they yeah they've um found a way to do that 
in a mass produced form with Chronicle. They looked really cool. Really cool. I hadn't seen those before. Um, but yeah, I got to see a lot of people got to, uh, see the guys from Papi Tigre. They came from Paris to show, um, it was our first time at New York now. So that was cool to see them. Um, and I saw a new vendor I'm working with, um, in Japan. Uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. Um, <laughs> there's this brand called Trinus in Japan. I, if anyone saw our Instagram story today, um, I posted some, some, video or a boomerang and a picture of it they make pencils that are co-extruded and their shapes when i first saw them i was tipped off by a customer a couple months ago and when i first saw them i thought they kind of looked like those do you remember those cherry blossom pencils that sunstar made a couple years ago that were really expensive oh, yeah. yeah yeah they kind of look like that and they do a set that um is i think five pencils and they're all different colors they're colored pencils and the color of the actual pencil is the same as the color that's inside it um, and they're all all five different like flower shapes or plant shapes. And then they introduced another set that's snowflakes. And they're coming out with another like Christmas set um, for this year also. But um, I had been tipped off about these months ago and didn't really think much of it. And then got, got an email from them recently and placed an order for holiday. And they happened to be at this show. It was their first time as well. And I went and met met their team. They're lovely people and tested out their pencils. And I was shocked for a co-extruded colored pencil, especially that's not even super expensive. They actually were really nice to use. Um, I'm really, really excited to get them because, yeah, they were they're really cool. And the shavings are beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a hmm. fun thing. Um, so it's been it's been kind of a long day. I saw Andrew I JK the was there as, as not a buyer. Oh yeah, Adam got into a little bit. Of, we were trying to meet up all morning. We kept like missing each other. We kept texting each other like where we were in the show, but it's just so big. And then I just happened to run into him. But he, yeah, he got in trouble for drawing all over his badge with Sharpie. <laughs> really? um, the people who scan the badges were not happy about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, he's smart though because they really try to sell that stuff to you at those shows, um, at least with an aggressive Sharpied name badge no one bothers you um <laughs> but uh yeah it was, it, it's those things are so much more fun when you run into people you know or when you're there like kind of seeing part of it with a friend it's um yeah a lot more enjoyable and feels a lot less like work so I was happy to run into him um yeah so it was a good day um and I guess well so this year we have a lot of really cool products coming out, which I can't really tell you about. Um, nobody nobody listens to this. You can say. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a lie. You're so popular. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited because we, um, as everyone I'm sure knows, we are in a shop that we moved into last October. It's not our original shop. And the past year has been really, really tumultuous. There have been a lot of changes, a lot of crazy things happening. And it's been a nice summer because we've just been kind of able to come to work, do our jobs, have some fun and leave on time, which I don't think has ever happened for a length of time <laughs> since we opened. Um, and we've been spending a lot of our time this summer working on a lot of big projects which um, Meredith, who is our um, designer and illustrator, has worked really, really hard on. And we are especially excited because we designed some packaging for these things and got the packaging the other day. We, like, lost Ooh. our minds. Our UPS man thinks that we're 
crazy because when <laughs> boxes come, I can I can hear the sound of his scanner from behind the curtain where the office is. <laughs> and every single time I'm like, oh, it's package time and like run out behind the curtain. And he um, always knows that that's going to happen. <laughs> we immediately cut open all the boxes. The customers must think we're crazy, too. But um, yeah, anyway, our packaging came and it was our first time like having like actual packaging made that wasn't just kind of like DIY'd by us. Yeah. Um, so that felt like a real milestone, like having real packaging made for something. But I can tell you that in within the next, I guess, two months, we will be having a set of pencils that we have been working on with Viking coming mm. out. And we also have a very special pencil with Generals that's coming out um, that required... Uh, yeah, required some arm twisting to make happen. But yeah, generals doesn't um, just like doesn't just do like you know custom orders or you know custom products for for anyone. So that's that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited. They used to when we went to their factory. They showed us they had like this like really old archive of um like private label and custom projects that they'd done decades ago Ooh. that they let us look through and it was really cool. But they yeah they're a little bit set in their ways and just. Yeah, like to keep it all in house, but I'm I'm grateful that they let us do this. But this this particular general's pencil will come out very soon, like within the next few weeks. Um, yeah, and another project, the other project that we're working on, this one I'm okay with spoiling. Um, and it's I think I'm afraid people are going to be really confused by it when it comes out because it's kind of off brand. Um, we have for holiday a very 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 small collection of clothing items coming out. Hmm. Um, which were made with my, um, very best friend, Jackie, who I went to college with. Um, she's a very talented designer and works for a knitwear company here in New York. They make really, really amazing sweaters. And she approached me about doing, cause they, they have a shop in Japan. They're really popular in Japan. And of course in Japan, they're really obsessed with stationery. And so they wanted with their Japan store to do a little like tiny collection for holiday of pencil things. So we're doing a sweater, a really fancy like crew neck sweater that's just covered in pencils. Like it's knit, the pencils are like knitted into the sweater, and it's oh, wow. just covered in pencils. They look, they're ridiculous. I got the <laughs> sample and tried on. I will tell you, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but they're really, really cool. We're doing it in men's, women's, and children's, uh-huh. and they're doing a t-shirt and a little like I think they're doing like a little beanie that looks like like a little like eraser. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of insane. I hope people don't think that we've like really lost it, but I mean, <laughs> I like these I, little yeah. these little partnerships you do, like the um, the Warby Parker store in where is that Warby Parker store that you did the pencil shop for? Oh, we 20. actually now have two. Really? We originally did one in Cambridge that opened that store opened last year, and um, they came to us because when they decided to rent this space in Cambridge, in the back there's like this little tiny room that um, I think there's like, that's where like the elevator is. There's some sort of like handicap entrance. Like that room has to exist and has to be accessible, but they wanted to come up with something cool to do with it. So it doesn't seem just like weird that there's this tiny room in the back. And so they came up with the idea of doing pencils with us um, to put in there that all of them, all the pencils say like really Harvardy things or like <laughs> current events things or just funny academic things. And it's been really popular. So they were, going to they were planning a store in Ann Arbor another university town and 
um, decided that they were, that they wanted to recreate this little pencil room, but on a bigger scale and actually like make it intentional. Like they built it into the shop. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's cool. They even have like their sign is even a pencil. Like the, when the Matt, the guy we work with, he's really wonderful. He's in charge of like dealing with all the stores and he months ago originally sent us like their rough mock-up of what the store was going to look like and everything was kind of like a pencil reference we didn't think he'd actually do all of that but it turns <laughs> out he did turns out uh, oh, that's cool. i think the only thing that he didn't do was make the, they're like these big like air vents on the ceiling and he was talking about painting those to look like pencils which may have been <laughs> too much i don't think they did that in the end <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're really fun to work with, but I have to give all the credit for that to Alex because she's the one who actually physically stamps all those pencils and does all the coordinating <laughs> and all of that. She's, yeah, she deals with the logistics of those big projects. Um, that's cool. Yeah. She's well, awesome. Well, when, when you all do one of the, um, San Francisco Warby Parker stores, then let me know nice. if you need a go between. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can be our yeah. liaison. <laughs> yeah. The one in Cambridge is actually like. 200 feet from Bob Slate. Oh, wow. It's like pencils in the air. Wow. I'm ashamed that I haven't even gone to visit the one in Cambridge. It's not even that far from here. Yeah. Yeah. Need to visit. Uh, Yeah, that's the deal with that. Lots of projects, lots of little brands. I mean, for me, when it comes to like collaborating with these brands, as long as, as long as the, I guess the vibe of the brand and as long as like their values are aligned with us, it almost doesn't matter so much to me if they're directly stationary related or directly pencil related. I just think it's, yeah, I'm just happy to collaborate with other brands who are like-minded and who just make cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so even if it's, even if it's a sweater, like that's, I, people are always like, Oh, you should make souvenirs for your shop and have t-shirts and stuff. And like, I would never do that. But <laughs> if my best friend's going to say like, Oh, let's like, do this really cool limited edition thing and sell it in Japan for holiday. I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really neat. Cool. Any other fresh points, Carolyn? Uh, no, I think that's all I got. My life is pretty boring these days. <laughs> cool. How about you, Johnny? Just reading all those books. Yeah. Books and pencils. Petting, petting and my pencils. cats way more than I should. Oh my gosh. I don't think you've been on since you've got those cats. Um, I haven't. I don't think you yeah. are. You have just become such a cat mom on. I know on it's embarrassing. The best. No, it's the yeah, best. If anyone follows my personal Instagram, man, it's just cat videos all the time. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with that. Um, and I love how they just like, you know, they're, they're like twins, right They're I assume they're litter mates, but they also, the markings are so similar. Yeah, yeah. The only well, one of them is much shorter than the other, and he only has half of a tail. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. yeah, he has a really short tail. I can't. It's, I haven't been able to get like a good picture of like just his tail. I'm working on that. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. Speaking of cats, Johnny, what are your fresh points? Um, my first one is that I really don't like cats. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't talk but about I don't have this. I'm super super Yeah. <laughs> my my daughter's constant push for me to get a cat no i made you a brother (laughs) yeah yeah, right johnny has no joy in his life but you know what by the time henry was three i didn't have to clean his poop up anymore (laughs) you know you can get hypoallergenic cats johnny i mean that's not the only reason i don't like them i just really don't (laughs) like cats we we had one growing up and like i always kind of wanted to 
feed it to a dog, but oh, it beat our dogs up. Yeah. Pretty See? large dogs it beat up too. <laughs> anyhow. Yeah. So um anywho, so um we were talking about this before we were recording. There's a really great um book and comic shop and backroom bar in uh Baltimore in Hamden called Atomic Books, where they have a ton of the uh Baron Fig Atomic book, obviously. But if you live in Baltimore, they also have the composition books in stock for like twelve bucks. And I know they're super sold out, so I didn't buy them. I only bought one pack because I had a pack, but I expect them to be gone next time we go there because <laughs> now I said that I wished I bought more. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot going on either. Um, I have like $3,500 worth of notebooks sitting in my living room <laughs> from um, <laughs> from Baron Fig. So for uh, what is that, 100, 175 pounds? Is that what you said? Worth of confidants? Yeah, I was like, man, a couple more. It would be like me. <laughs> okay, more than a couple more. But um, so I'm I'm going to get them out as fast as I can, but it's going to take a while. So please be patient. And um, I'm going to try to send the international ones first because, you know, I think they paid the most for shipping. So they get a little extra service. Yeah. And I, li- I like filling out custom swarms. <laughs> like I have remind a, me I said that at the end of this <laughs> I was going to say I have a bunch of Plumbago orders that could use some custom form filled out so if you want to go to town yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get yourself a uh, the Bit Crystal fine orange ones from the UK just press really hard so satisfying oh good call yeah yeah. <laughs> and speaking of sharp things with ink I got two new tattoos yesterday and I still don't have a pencil because you're waiting or anything pencil related you're waiting but, uh, until until there's a big uh, co-host get together. Yes, right? I have space saved for that. <laughs> oh, good. So last last summer I was gonna get a um, throw and sun pencil down my right forearm, but um, when we drew it out, if I drew it true to life, it doesn't look like a pencil. It looks like something that I don't want tattooed on the outside of my arm, and also you know under my arm hair that was even more so. So I didn't do that. That makes sense. I can, I can see why that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looked like, oh, yeah, use your imagination. <laughs> Especially if it was not life-size. And if it was life-size, you'd never see it through the uh, gamber fuzz. So gamber Maybe you should fuzz. just get it all lasered off to accommodate your tattoos. Yeah. So <laughs> I have had one of my arms shaved now, and I didn't realize how freckly I am. Which is really, really weird. And I got a part of my leg shaved yesterday for the first time forever. And now I understand why people hate having their legs shaved. <laughs> uh, I had someone else do it. So I guess that was people than doing it myself. But yeah. Um, the only other fresh point I have is that all of a sudden, I'm, all of these people I know are using black wings. That, um, like in person? Like them in person people you know? Yeah. Frankie started a writing project. And like really, really like the new Blackwing. So hmm. just ordered a dozen of them. I think it's her first dozen Blackwings. Because usually, you know, everybody here just steals all mine and they don't get their own. Yeah. So it was nice. Now nobody's stealing my, my 10,000 ones. I didn't have to get a second dozen. <laughs> I just have one. So that's really cool. Yeah. And um, my mother-in-law now likes Blackwings. Although she won't sharpen them or use the Baron Fig notebooks I've bought her before because they're pretty. <laughs> like, you can get more. I'll get you some more. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun when, um, you know, you really like somebody and then somebody you really like likes the things that you really like. Like, yeah. ooh. 
now we can connect on pencils. <laughs> now we're going to talk about this for an hour. And you're going to regret that you used any black <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So uh, those are all my boring, fresh points for this week. How about you, sir? All right. Caroline, are you left-handed? No, I'm not. Okay. For some reason, I thought you were. Your tattoo's on your left hand, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, happy uh, International Left-Handed Day, everybody. Yay! Um, I'm celebrating by getting a graphite smear on my on my the side of my palm, like like usual. I'm sure I'm sure Henry is is celebrating the same way. Well, I didn't. He didn't know until I saw your thing on on Facebook, and I was like, <laughs> get, "Let's get this picture." It's left hander day, and he's like, "I'm left handed." <laughs> perfect. <laughs> he kept awesome. posing with his pencil. He was so happy. <laughs> Aww. it's uh, fi- time we finally got some uh, recognition. But no, um, I guess Johnny gave a hundredth uh, hundredth episode confidant um, update. So I am shipping out from the other side of the country the plumbagos. So I'll give a quick update too. Um, I shipped out if you ordered a single issue and lived in the United States and placed a pre-order, um, you have your, um, you should have your, um, your plumbagos already and the rest should be going out this week. I have a large stack of multiple orders and a large stack of international orders to go out. I finally, this weekend finished assembling them all. I kind of did half and half, so... Um, yeah, so they should all be going out very soon, and I apologize for those of you who are international because, unlike Johnny, I was uh, not uh, thoughtful enough to send yours out first. So, yeah, they are still sitting here. So I apologize <laughs> for how long it will take to get those. Um, and then, yeah, if you placed a, an order that involved both a confidant and a uh, and a plumbago, you will be getting them separately, coming at you from different coasts. So. It is two happy mail days. Yeah, exactly. Just so That's you know. always good. Um, the big cool new thing that, um, just pen- actual pencil-related thing I have, um, I have a coworker who, uh, whose family is in the Philippines. And at one point, a couple months ago, we were talking about um, these Filipino Mongols that I have been wanting to try, but I've never been able to figure out how to get a hold of. And she uh, had her her family mule some... Uh, Filipino uh, Mongols to me Um, and they're I'm not exactly sure what the most special thing is about these except that um, they still say Eberhard Faber on them and they the packaging looks very old-timey so um, Caroline are you familiar with the Filipino Mongols yes I am and I've never tried one before I'll, um, um, I'll I'll send you one. Um, or I, I have I have one. I have a number one, a number two, and a number three. Um, oh wow! Yeah, she got me a box of each of those, which yeah, is pretty great. She really hooked you up. She did. Um, so they they're just a very very average pencil. It's it's like still the you know the very you know um, like the school pencil that everybody like all the kids use. Um, and the the yellow color is has a little bit over time it's gotten a little more orangey kind of like a um oh like an office depot pencil but it has the classic you know black and copper ferrule and a very very pink eraser like a nice like a magenta pink so they honestly they they look like something you know out of the 60s or 70s i think um and it's pretty pretty good quality so far too i i can't tell if it's cedar but it, it smells like it but it doesn't it's a little bit lighter um and they're generally pretty well centered, but uh, yeah, just a just a nice pencil that still just really feels like like an old Everhard Faber pencil. 
and they're still made by Newell Rubbermaid, but they just kept that same brand on it. Are they um are they round or are they hex? They're hex. Oh, nice. The yeah. ones I've gotten from uh, Venezuela are round. Yeah, the ones um I have some from Peru that I got when I was down there from a couple years ago, and yeah, those are those are round, and they. I'm trying to remember if they say Eberhard Faber on them. Do they? Does your? No, they say Papermate. That's right. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah, these there, are. Sorry, go on. Oh, there are Eberhard Faber ones that are made in Colombia. Okay. Yeah, I've got some of those. I can send them to you. I wonder if that's uh, that's what I have from Peru. Yeah. That's probably that probably is according to um, my my boyfriend's Colombian. According to his parents and his uncles, um, that's like the standard there are these Eberhard Faber branded Mongols are everywhere in that part of South America. Yeah. Yeah. These are, <laughs> these are exclusively distributed by star 360 Philippines Inc. Um, yeah, they're, I just love that. Like, you know, these brands kind of live on there, even though they're owned by a conglomerate who owns a conglomerate who owns a conglomerate. Like it's a new Rubbermaid <laughs> brand, but they still have that same kind of like fake wax seal that says finest quality Eberhard Faber with the little star in it right on the box. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a, just a fan. Um, <laughs> got some of those. I have no idea where you, where the average person can buy them. You should make friends with somebody or work with somebody who's from the Philippines who can get them for you. Cause apparently it's pretty easy. I wonder if lay, um, lay pod can get us some lay race. He's pretty good. Um, anyhow, um, one last thing that I want to mention is a brand new podcast from our friend Les Herger, Les Harper, Yay! Uh, Manuscripting Pod. It is something I think she's been talking about for a while, and she kind of mentioned that she was working on it when she was on the Pen Addict last last time. Um, but she basically took her took that Manuscripting Facebook group that gets very active around NaNoWriMo, and it's a lot about you know writing um sometimes writing long form but mostly just actual writing and she turned into a podcast so the first episode is up it is not on itunes yet um they have to kind of validate the the link um in order for it to go live but i'll have a link in the show notes so if you want to listen to her new podcast there it is which is pretty great so uh yeah come nanowrimo that will i'm sure that'll be a very uh a very useful podcast cool. all right should we should we slide into the main topic? Sure. All right. Yeah. So um, it is as of this recording, um, August thirteenth, and a lot of uh, kids have already gone back to school. I know that uh, uh, Henry Wassum started school this week. Well, he started kindergarten. Um, when do your kids go back, Johnny? Um, the day after Labor Day. There's like uh, a state mandate here from the governor. Okay, so yours is a little a little later. And how about yeah. New York? Are they going back to school, Caroline? Do you know? It's the same, just after Labor Day. Okay, cool. So we still have some time. Uh, most school children in the U.S. are headed back in the next two or three weeks. Um, and they can't and they won't head back to school empty-handed. Uh, tonight we're going to just talk a, uh, take a look at some trends specific to what the youngest generation is called. Wait, what? To whatever this youngest generation is. Johnny, I'm reading your writing here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They're not millennials. <laughs> what are they? Uh, like the touchscreen, brain dead generation. Yes, <laughs> digital natives. No, um, I don't know. They're calling Gen Z, I guess. Uh, um, I can think of them as like the shut up generation. <laughs> like, Damn kids. Yeah, specifically, yeah. What what it, some trends and kind of going back to school is recently. So, um, 
I guess, I guess, yeah. Um, Caroline, the first question I'll start us off. I, I know that the big box stores have been in back to school mode for like weeks already. Like they, like I mentioned earlier, they just started like the 4th of July. Um, when do you notice the activity starting to pick up at CW pencils? That's a good question. And I don't, I mean, this is our, our, I guess, goodness, how many years has it, have we had back to school? This is the third back to school season for us. Fourth back to school season. Anyway, I, yeah, yeah, it's just really, it's challenging because it changes so, so much depending on what week it is. And also if it's online or in store, because the kids go back so late here that like those parents start shopping when the rest of the parents and the rest of the country are done. Yeah. Like have been long done. So like, so every year I realize that I need to start putting this stuff online, all the special things we do for back to school like two weeks earlier than I did the year before. And this year I did it the second, second week of July. And I don't think that was early enough. Hmm. Um, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, and that seems so early to me, but (laughs) a lot of kids, especially like a lot of schools in the Midwest, they go back at the beginning, like really beginning of August. Um, so I mean, it's a back to school season when we try to cater to all the schools in the whole country ends up being very, very long just because we have to cater to all the back to school dates. Yeah. So right, right now, huh? My niece in Indiana just went back this week, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it's so early. I guess I went to school in Ohio and we went back around this time, so it shouldn't be that strange to me. I guess I've just been in New York too long, but the yeah, it's um right now it's kind of a weird period because um we're kind of done with most of the rest of the country because they've done their online shopping. They've been in New York on their summer vacations. That's all pretty much finished. And now we're starting to see a lot of the, um, a lot of the New York city parents coming in to get things. Um, yeah. And the kids go back to school right after labor day, but so many New Yorkers leave town for labor day weekend. So we always think that's going to be a really busy weekend and then it ends up just not being busy. Um, (laughs) yeah, but we're going to run a couple promos in the next couple weeks for any last minute supplies or, um, yeah, people going back to school kind of late. But yeah, it's weird. I'm just I'm conf- I'm still confused about when back to school season actually is. Yeah. So um, this year, you mentioned it's different every year. Um, what are some of the things you've no- noticed that people are stocking up on so far, like online and maybe locally? Um. Well, we I I, I mean, this is another thing that's challenging because it's really hard to do the buying for back to school because. I'm not a kid. I'm not in school. Um, I know what I would like to use if I was in school, but oftentimes that's not what kids these days want to use, especially because they're just, they just keep getting pickier and pickier if I'm being (laughs) honest. But, um, yeah, we, we have a lot of really snazzy pencil sharpeners right now. And those have been more popular this year than they have in the past. Um, we started stocking this Faber-Castell sharpener that looks like a parrot that we can't keep in stock. People love it. They've been losing their minds. Oh, this thing's cute. It's cute. It's yeah. really, really cute. And I didn't I didn't stock it for the past couple of years because it used to come in a pack. You had to buy them in a pack with three different animals. One was a ladybug and I think one was a, a falcon. Yeah. And I yeah, and I just really didn't like the other ones. And buying <laughs> the the hard part about buying for back to school season is that all the brands are trying to make everything in like a variety of colors. Uh a lot of times 
quite unfortunately, they try to gender these things, Mm. which is really frustrating. And I try not to buy anything that's like that. But um, yeah, they they always do them in different color variants because they're trying to appeal to more types of kids and their favorite colors and everything. And almost always you have to buy them in like a pack with a set number of colors. And so there's so many things that by the end of the back to school season, we have like one color left and it's like the weird color that no one wants, <laughs> or it's like all the pink ones that no one wants. Um, but this year it's been, it's been good. A lot of the colors I'm noticing are better than they have been in the past We have these coom four and one sharpeners that used to come in like neon colors. And now they do them in these nice kind of like jewel tone metallics. Um, and I think that's the first time we've ever stocked something in color variants and all each color has been equally as popular as the next. Um, cool. Yeah. Johnny, what, what are some of the, the pencils you've noticed um, like in Target and some of the big box stores? Have you have you cruised those um, aisles? So I've been, I've been mostly avoiding them, but um, this year, that new thing from, um, where do they go by these days? Right, right dudes? The USA Gold, they have the USA Platinum, yeah. which is... Like, it looks like they took the USA Golds that were not up to snuff, put a different ferrule on them, and charged more money for them. <laughs> what? Like, they're, they're the paint job's crappy, and um, I don't know, they're just not very nice. But the cores are really nice. The cores are cool, but the erasers suck, the ferrules suck, paint sucks, and not cedar. They're kind of expensive for school pencils. Okay. This is a fail. This is why <laughs> the teachers tell you to get tight kind of focus. Yeah. Even though sometimes that's a fail. But it's like, um, you know, Charles was telling us about the um, global cedar shortage. And then people already make their back-to-school pencils out of crap wood yeah. for, like, the big boxes at Walmart. So, like, it's like some pickings this year. Kind of depressing. I've noticed the last two years that Ticonderoga hasn't done different, um, like, color packs like they have. Like, they've they've just done the same as they have, like, in previous years. Like, kind of that metallic yeah, this color. Yeah, warning. Yeah, yeah, I'm sending my kids with boxes of um, USA Gold, although apparently they were supposed to be pre-sharpened, and the ones I bought are not. So I've got some sharpening to do. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, I'll let Charlotte do what she likes to. <laughs> so uh, back to school isn't just for elementary and high schoolers. Um, university students are also returning back back to their campus. Um, have either of you, I guess Caroline can start with you, um, have you noticed that um, older students might be grabbing any, like any, any trends they're following and stocking up? Um, let's see. There's, I mean, there's not really, it's not, nothing really new um, this year that's different. The ones that are usually really popular are um, the Kitaboshi academic writing pencils because they're just mm. cool and yeah. they say academic writing on the back of them and they're like a nice burgundy <laughs> color um, and those are always popular we sell those during back to school season um, as a dozen not just individually um, which is not something we like list separately any other time of the year and the um, the Mitsubishi 9852s are always really popular too um, because they're just they're basically like like the, the, well, they're just like a cooler version of a classic number two pencil. Um, and so the older kids tend to like that, that, that it's that it's not like super weird, but it's a little bit different. And the erasers are just kind of nice and spongy. Um, yeah, those are uh, those are always really popular. Um, the Futuras that we br- brought in last 
here have been really popular too because they're they're really good quality for a cheap pencil. I have to say that Moon Products did a really nice job on those. The, yeah. So we have we've had some issues with the finish or especially the embossing on some of them, and that was a whole a whole that's a long story when it came to producing <laughs> those it was very challenging but um yeah they they made them out of cedar and they sharpen nicely they write nicely they hold a good point so those yeah and they're just really pink so people tend to really like those <laughs> um first just to have something like a little bit crazy and a little bit different for back to school so i'm happy we have those i've been noticing some of the notebooks um like at target um they have like those those mead uh five stars with the kind of like plastic cover um, I've been noticing a big variety in like a cloth-bound composition notebook style notebook. Have you have Ooh. either of you seen those? Yeah, I haven't seen those. That oh. sounds nice. They they look really nice. The the one I guess the one criticism I would give them is that there's no um, thick like cardboard backing on the back of it, so it's just uh. this like thin plastic on both sides. So it feels pretty flimsy, but they look really nice. I. I used a version of those when I was in college a lot, um, mostly the spiral bound ones, but I, I do love those like plastic covered ones. They just are so sturdy. Yeah. Of course, I didn't even carry like I didn't carry a laptop around with me because because <laughs> we didn't we didn't do that in college. Um, yeah, I they were banned in most of my classes. Yeah. In college. Yeah. So those notebooks definitely got like a like quite a um, quite a rough ride in there. Yeah, that sounds cool. I haven't I haven't been to a real Target yet this back to school season, which I'm a little bummed about. Do you have a lot um, of those little like city targets? We're starting to get more of them. We've had a couple open in the past few months. There's one that just opened a few weeks ago that's like two blocks from my apartment. It's really close. And I've kind of made it a habit of like doing late night target runs there just because i can Uh and that's something i've never been able to do before there's one opening right by the shop also uh later this actually next week i think it opens um which is going to be weird and kind of awesome but their stationary selection is terrible yeah everything else about these little urban targets are actually really good like the the grocery section is really impressive all of like the personal care and like drugstore type of stuff is good the home good stuff is nice but man they really haven't hit the mark with the with the stationery i'm really bummed about it but i need to go to a real target i'm going to be in ohio for a wedding in september and i know exactly which target <laughs> i can go to on my way back to the columbus airport before i turn in my rental car it's right off the exit it's a really good one and i by then they should have all of like the random like cheap like back to school stuff on sale yeah in the back of the store which they do at this particular target so i'm kind of looking forward to that i think i'm going to do my personal back to school shopping then (laughs) yeah how about you johnny have you noticed any any fun fun notebooks or like you know older kid kind of stuff stuff that would uh, would appeal to you um i've been staying away from the store so i haven't really noticed Hmm. but um i live really close to hopkins and all they sell there are four packs of Ticonderogas, so yeah, nothing cool in the pencil arena around yeah. here. Just kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah, sad face. But um, so at the pencil store, you guys stock most of my younger two's favorite fat pencils, and um, I'm assuming with back to school season, you you the sale of those probably picks up. So, what are some of the most popular, you know, fat baby pencils? 
that you guys um, have right now? Yeah, I'm that I'm pointing with kids. It's often the fight between what the kids want and what the parents want. <laughs> but um, as I'm sure you know, we see a lot of that in here. Um, but the fin- the Musgrave finger fitters are always really popular because they look kind of weird and kind of cool, but and they're also just really chunky and easy to hold. Um, that's that's been a really popular one. Um, some of the mini jumbos have been doing well this year too. Like the big bear has been doing really well, which is surprising because that's usually one that we don't sell a ton of. Um, but a lot of times, honestly, like so many of those jumbos, like the, I mean, I mean, so many of them are made by Musgrave or moon products and they're all pretty much the same. Um, the shape is just different or the design is different. So a lot of times it's just up to whatever the kid thinks it's cool. Um, <laughs> on whatever that day is. I mean, a lot of times, kids want the choo-choo one just because it has a train on it and that's cool too <laughs> that's totally okay yeah rosie's really partial to the um barbara castell jumbo grip Jeez, she's fancy <laughs> yeah like, like throwing all these like colorful pencils at her and she just wants that one she's wearing it to her only only the best for the daughter of the pencil revolution i think it's her german blood <laughs> <laughs> I actually have been really, I guess it's only kind of like a semi-jumbo, but um, those general cartooning pencils. Do you sell those, Carol? Oh, oh yes, those. we love those. We will always sell them. They're really nice to write with. Did I did I tell you my my story with that? Like, I can't remember if I did. I was kidding or walking down Valencia Street in the Mission, um, the Mission neighborhood of San Francisco, and there was a mostly closed, like, storefront door, you know, where they have, like, the, the big metal, like, like, um, thing that comes down from the top and like it mm-hmm. just yeah and it's mostly closed but there was clearly some activity happening like happening inside and as i was walking by this pencil just like rolled out from underneath the door into my like path into the path i was walking on <laughs> and i like stopped for a minute and i like looked around and like nobody was opening the door trying to come out to get it so i just picked it up and it was a general's cartooning pencil and <laughs> kitty was just like was like this is it's like a movie or something like this like the the magic lucky pencil just like rolled across your path <laughs> yeah and that's such a weird one to just right. find it's so wow. yeah specific but it's a yeah it's a really nice pencil i love i love the kind of like those you know penmanship pencils i love the thicker core that it has and it's like a little bit thicker of a pencil in general so yeah i'm a big fan of that one yeah it's got that cool blue foil yeah, yeah, that foil's really great. Yeah, it's tacky in a really awesome way. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when you use Comic Sans in like an ironic way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's exactly. not Musgrave, so they are being ironic. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I'm sorry, Musgrave. <laughs> anything uh anything cool in the world of erasers lately? Has anybody seen any really really great erasers or anything that's been kind of like lighting up kids' eyes? Ooh, um, that's a good question. I mean, that's it's funny to see what kids like about erasers because every kid has a different opinion. We had a yeah. kid in the store yesterday who was de- he was like I had asked him. He was like definitely shopping for stuff for school, um, and he just really wanted a, a needable eraser. Like it didn't matter that he wasn't mm. using it for drawing or anything. That's just like the only thing he wanted. Um, and he got one. Um, but yeah, kids, I mean, mostly pick them based on what they look like. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, it's not that big of a problem because we don't really sell any not great erasers. The only one is probably 
the Cohen or thermoplastic one, those ones aren't great, but and I tell I'm very honest with people when they ask if it's a good eraser, I usually tell them like, <laughs> eh, not really, but, but they're um, so people th- like them because they look so cool. Yeah. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's okay. But um yeah, that's the only one that when a kid asks me about it, I tell them like, do not buy that one for school. Get something <laughs> else. It looks equally as cool. Um the yeah, only- but the Huh? Yeah, the, the the thing I like best about it, like that and the black pearl and then also the needable ones, they're they're really good like fidgeting erasers. Yeah. I, I'm a big fidgeter and I was always a big fidgeter. So like the needable ones was just basically like school sanctioned silly putty, right? Like it was <laughs> That's totally what it is. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm afraid I can't really give you much on erasers because oh, sorry, yeah. yeah, it's just a what the kids the kids like but you know actually what always surprises me is how interested kids are in um all of the varieties of the laufer erasers like the really german ones Mm. um and they're all like really they feel that all of them feel very firm and i don't know if it's something about like the way it feels or the way it looks i'm not sure but we stuck four different varieties of these laufer erasers and they've been really popular it's very strange and i haven't quite figured that one out Hmm. I'm trying to recall those. Those are the ones with the like, like blue on one end and white on the other end. Is that right? Yeah, that's one of them. And then they make, uh, they make one that's like the the really gritty blue, but it's a normal like it's the shape of a normal plastic eraser, and the other side is a plastic eraser. Hmm. It has like a little cardboard, um, yeah, sleeve on it. But the one that is really awesome that, um, kids also really like because of the way it looks is a plastic one that is very, very firm and it has a plastic holder on it. That's blue. It's like Smurf blue. And the, the L one L one twenty five. Yes. And yes. that as far as like deep cut erasers go, that one's my favorite. <laughs> it's actually really, really good. And it works really well. And like very hard to erase things like colored pencils. I mean, maybe that's why kids like it because they find it in the test station and realize that it can kind of erase a colored pencil. Um, but they're good for kids because it takes forever to wear them down. So you can just like abuse it and it'll be totally fine. I think deep cut erasers is our episode title right here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good rock band. <laughs> I Googled love for erasers and guess who the first two links on Google are? CDB, CDB pencils. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like the, the, the landing page and then also the, um, like the main one, the universal 0440 one that's out of stock right now. Oh yeah. Um, there, that's one of those brands. I, I mean, here's a little inside scoop about how shops work. If nobody knows, um, they have, they come from Germany. We import them directly from Germany. They don't have a North American distributor and their minimums are really high. So when we sell out of one, I wait like a month or two until we're kind of sold out or almost sold out of the other ones because I just can't justify buying 5,000 of that one eraser (laughs) to put in an order. So, um, what are some sharpeners that you guys sell that are winding up flying out the door this year? I'm looking at this parrot one. It's really cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Cool? yeah. And the, the, yeah, the whole, the sharpener holes are plugged by this like little eraser. That's like its beak. That's what the little like lime green bit is. Um, it's really cool. You know what sharpener I'm really loving right now that we got specifically for back to school, but I think we're going to keep it permanently. And this is one of the ones that comes in two colors, which are blue and pink. And I don't love that, but um, it's called, it's made by Sunstar, which is, 
a Japanese brand. They're the, they're the ones who make the cherry blossom pencils and they make a lot of just like cheap stuff. Their website hmm. is not good. It just, yeah, it's very tacky, but they make some really good stuff. And this sharpener is one of them. It's really inexpensive. I think it's $3 and it's like the, like the Muji ones or the, the uni palette, like the little super tiny enclosed ones where the little lid just mm. snaps shut. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has two holes, one for a regular size point and one for a slightly long point. Hmm. Um, and I've been carrying around one with me and I always keep one colored pencil and one regular pencil on me. And it's nice because I can use the longer blade for regular pencil and then I use a shorter one for my colored pencil and it works brilliantly and it holds enough holds enough shavings for probably like five or six sharpenings which is about enough if I'm just out for the day and it looks pretty sturdy compared to a lot of those like enclosed ones yeah it is and it stays shut really well too if if I could make my dream sharpener it would probably be like a better looking higher quality version of that with replaceable blades hmm. it just functions really well I really like it I think we'll definitely sell those for as long as we can get them that's really cool um any any popular pencil cases come out lately that anybody has seen um I'm I'm thinking about there's a, a really cool one that I've seen actually at Target, the UB collection. Um, they have those pencil cases, like a pencil pouch that is just basically one continuous zipper. And you can like unzip it into this really long um, strap, I guess. And like when it's oh, complete, you can completely disassemble it into just like a big long strip of zipper. And when you zip it up, it kind of goes like zips up into a pouch. I, it's really hard to describe. I'll see if I can find a link, but... That's cool. Have you? Yeah. Have either of you seen any of these before? No. I've yeah. seen one, but not unzipped. I didn't know what it did. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Anything you're carrying, Caroline, that's really that's really cool or fun? Um, yeah. We actually have a lot of pencil cases right now. A lot of good ones. That I, I mean, none of them are particularly kid-friendly. Yeah. Um, because... I mean, it depends because it depends too what what how old your kid is too. Because yeah. you're in high school, you don't need a lot of stuff. But for younger kids, they need a lot of supplies. They're um, they need all the crafty things too, and 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 there's just nothing great for that. But um, and I'm I'm sure you guys have seen this um, the new Knockco pencil case. Mm-hmm. What? No. Do you know about this? Oh, you haven't seen that. Where have I been? I don't know. I, I guess come it's to think really of it, cool. I don't know if we've talked about it on this show. Yeah. It just came out a few weeks ago, I think. We have it in the store right now. It's in the physical store. I've not put it online yet because I've been meaning to. We only got it last week. I, we've, I've been meaning to email Brad to see if we're allowed to. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. He sent me a sneak peek of it a couple months ago, and it's it's cool. It's yellow. It's kind of big, too. I wish I knew the exact dimensions of it. It's oh, I, I have probably, it. It's eight and a half by four and a half. What? Yeah, what is what is it called? It's, they have those cool names. I think they're just calling it the pencil pouch. Like I, it's like, come on, Brad, give us a give us a cool name for this. I'll put a link yeah, in the show notes. Oh, there it's it is. Made specifically for pencils, and the even on like the little their little like branded label, there's a tiny pencil on it too. It's yeah. adorable. But the yeah, the whole thing like the actual body of the case is pencil yellow. The zipper is pink. And the little like the little um, like grippy thing. loop thing on yeah. it is like graphite gray. It's really cool, and they I think they retail for fifteen dollars. They're not that expensive, 
Um, yeah, that's the one that I've been resisting the urge to take home with me at the end of the day. I probably will eventually, probably this week. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I was thinking, though, like for an adult, though, for practical purposes, like that's the perfect size little pouch to put all mm. the things I need to write postcards when I'm on vacation. Yeah, like you can fit the postcards in there, your stamps, your stickers, your washi tape, your pencils, like it all fits. It's yeah, it's a great size. I love it. I'm going to be um, seeing Brad in about two weeks for the San Francisco Pen Show. So I'm, I may see if I can just buy one from him there. Jealous. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous too. <laughs> These are cool. Yeah, that's good to know. I, I you're right. I, I sort of heard about it and I think I found out about it at a, at a like a weird time and didn't get around to putting it down for the show notes. So consider yeah. consider this the like erasable like like uh reveal of the <laughs> of the pencil pouch. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should check it out. It's really awesome. It's just such a nice size because it's just a little bit a little bit deeper than most of them. And yeah. it's just simple and it's washable, which is always something I'm looking for. There's so many beautiful cases that are leather, but they're so hard to clean. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of messy when it comes to this stuff. I don't want to have to be like fussing over making sure everything has a cap on it all the time. I want to be able to like throw it in the washing machine. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, this one too, for, especially for like yeah, non-elementary school kids. I think it would be an awesome case for kids. I've been carrying um, both the old CW pencil pencil pouch with with your patch on it, um, but then I have too much stuff. Wow. I have too much stuff, so I filled that up. So I started also carrying the in my book bag the uh, Blackwing one, and that one is just really weird because it has that slightly sticky, waxy, like waxed canvas. I I'm not sure I care for that. Like it's. It just like gets cat fur and dust on it, and like like backpack lint on it very easily. We didn't talk about paper. You guys sell a lot of really really cool notebooks. Some of which I don't even know if there are other sources for. So um, you know what's big this year? I know there's some new stuff from Emilio Braga, or however you pronounce oh, it. Oh yeah, those are always popular. We just got a shipment of those today. Such great colors. Um, thank you. Yeah, they. So they're fun to work with because they they don't really keep like inventory of things there. They just kind of let us pick our colors every time and they just make them to order. Mm. So um, over the That's years, awesome. we've gotten like crazier and crazier with the color combos. The Yeah, the last couple of ones I've just kind of made up. What, what um, sort of minimums do you have to order to do that? If you don't want to say that. Not many. <laughs> we order, um, we usually order 40 per color. Um, but we've been ordering really frequently lately. So he's let me, and now that we have so many different colors, now we sell a really giant one, which is just black. And then we sell like a three pack of, um, just like normal size black and white notebooks. And we sell four different colorways of the larger version of the cloud print notebook. And now we sell two different ones of the smaller ones, which come in particularly wacky colors. Um, and those those weren't meant to be permanent, but they've been so popular that we're just going to keep getting them <laughs> until people get bored. And then we'll come up with a new color combination and get those ones instead. Uh, but they're fun. I love those. That was the first notebook that I chased when we first, first, first opened. I remember. Yeah, that, that was yeah. the one of the first, if not the first notebooks I remember you selling. 
Yeah, they're they're my personal favorites. And they're I mean they're not cheap notebooks, but those bigger ones they're they retail for twenty six dollars, and they're really good quality for a twenty six dollar mm-hmm. notebook. Like the paper quality and the way that they're bound, and they're made by a small company in Portugal that's been around for almost a hundred years. They're just cool. Yeah, I love them. But um, they I mean they originally appealed to me because they basically look like like really like fancy European composition notebooks. Yeah, and that's why I love them. But um. Yeah, I um, yeah, I love that aesthetic and the the comp notebooks, the ones that Aaron Fay designed, um, that oh, have a yeah. Kickstarter. I guess mm-hmm. it was over a year ago. Um, those are popular during back to school season. We actually had a a dad and his son come in yesterday, and they bought I think like five of them for school. Um, and yeah, he was a really cool dad. Like the kid was into it too. (laughs) They were just a cool family. Um, but I mean, those would be really, I, I wish I had a parent who thought it was important to use those instead of a regular composition notebook. (laughs) Spend like um, 40 times more on a notebook than a target 10 cent composition notebook. Right there. But the thing about those notebooks though, is that they're heavy. Yeah. Those comp notebooks, they are really heavy for a notebook. I'm not sure that I'd want to carry that around in my backpack. Um, yeah, but those anything that's like nostalgic and like school looking is really popular this time of year, especially like the the iron curtain press notebooks mm. um, that are spiral bound. Those are those have been really popular this year. Um, yeah, it's Katie got to yeah. go. She was in Southern California and she got to go to the um, iron curtain press shop like a couple months ago and really loved it. Oh, yeah, they and they kind of recently moved into a bigger shop too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm dying to visit them in LA. Yeah, they um, she loves their task pads that they have. I think she bought a couple from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we love those. People go nuts for those. They're coming out with a planner. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that good to know. I think it's either available soon or it's available now. I know I ordered it on my last order last week, but it's an open date planner. That's the same size as their, um, they call it the standard notebook. It's like the kind of squarish one, the the bigger size we sell it in mint green. Um, yeah, but it's an open date planner and we've never really stocked planners before except for those little Calipino, um, pocket notebook ones, because I just, so many of the good ones do not come open date. I would stock them if they were open date, but I mean, so few people actually start their planner in January and stick with it. Um, and it's frustrating to me and I, I can't imagine like if you're a manufacturer, it would make sense to make them open date because then you don't have to worry about unsold inventory. I don't know. Anyway, I have a lot of gripes with planners. Don't get me started. (laughs) Um, but yeah, their, their new ones are really cool. Um, yeah, I love them. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I know that, you know, CW pencils is no longer just a pencil store. It's also has a, uh, secret sticker shop too, which I guess isn't that much of a secret now. Um, (laughs) do you have any, any really cool back to school stickers that we should know about that people are just going crazy over? Oh man, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I guess the the really popular ones for the past couple months have been um, the Mazari planner stickers. Um, they are, I think they're Malaysian. They they actually make a really cool academic planner for kids that you can get customized. They're awesome, um, and they're shipping to the U.S. I don't think is that bad. Yeah, all things considered, and I don't think it changes by 
I wait, I think it's just flat rate if I can recall correctly, but their planner stickers are really, really cool. And that's, I mean, that's a thing that we don't really stock a ton of, not because I don't like them, but just because like so many of them are really like scrapbooky looking. Mm. Um, if that makes sense, like they, and they're made for things that most people don't do in their daily lives. And some of these ones are kind of like, kind of specific, but they have ones that are, it's like a tiny, it's a whole sheet of like tiny pencils and tiny fountain pens. It's so cute. That is cute. Um, it's adorable, but they make ones that just say like, good job. And they make ones that are like little shopping carts with faces on them. And, um, yeah, they're, they're really cool. Um, those have been really popular, especially cause a lot of them are like back to school applicable. People have been buying them with their school supplies. Um, but we also just started stocking some stickers by, um, by an illustrator named Rainy Chen, who has a, an Etsy store called Johan Studio that Alex actually found a few months ago. And the stickers that she does are so cute. And almost everything is pencil or stationary themed, everything that she draws. And there are all these little people who have like pencil heads or they like, I can't even describe it or they have there are a lot of things that are like little people in cars that are actually erasers um it's very cute and we recently got a lot of her stickers delivered um do you sell any of your stickers online or are they something you need to go into the store for that is still an in-store thing um yeah yeah, which i know a lot of people are kind of frustrated about but um (laughs) i mean it's one of those things that we're not the only place that sells cool stickers. There, there are other places that sell them, but um, I, I mean, it's, I just wanted it to be like a kind of just like little in-store surprise because yeah. as as we get older as a shop, the harder it gets to get people to still come to the store once they start learning enough about these things to kind of fend for themselves or once they start discovering other places to buy them it's um it's always a challenge to get people into the store and so it's fun having a little sticker room because people have started to like know that it's here and they come here really excited to see all these stickers and they have no idea what we sell because none of it's online and it's always changing too because we just kind of buy what we like we're always finding new illustrators or finding like people on Etsy who, um, we can talk into wholesaling to us. It's, it's always different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's ever something really specific that you're looking for, you can email us and we might have it. We can do a um, sneaky internal order. I bet Chris Jones can, (laughs) um, can mule for you as well. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's our number one sticker customer, um, (laughs) sticker and advertising pencil vending machine customer. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, we see them every weekend. They're the best. But they they can go in the sticker room and like point out exactly what's new. Um, they know the lay yeah. of the land very well, That's Chris funny. and Jess. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I don't. I think I'm out of questions. How about you, Johnny? What do you think? Um, so there's one thing I remember because I came across half a sticker sheet today when I was cleaning up um, some stationary items that were featured last year on um, a back to school item you guys had, where it was a big plastic pencil box with a set of exclusive stickers and it was full of an assortment of back to school pencils. So I didn't, I didn't look at the website to see if you guys have something like that this year. Um, you know, we didn't do something like that this year because if I'm being totally honest, that is one of those ideas that we were obsessed with, but no one bought (laughs) them. 
<laughs> Except Johnny, um, apparently. I, well, I put the were, stickers later. <laughs> they were really cool. And Meredith made this really great sticker sheet of like, not necessarily like school supplies, but just kind of like back to school type things. Like there was a cootie catcher on there and <laughs> like a lunch bag and a carton of milk. It was, it was really <laughs> cute. Um, and yeah, the, that was one of those things that we put so much time into having Meredith do these stickers and assembling these and nobody bought them. Um, I think maybe they were a little bit too expensive, but we really just priced them at like what they are retail. Um, so we decided not to do those this year, which was very sad, but we did do a few weeks ago. We did a freebie with these actually really nice Japanese, um, pencil tins. And we included a back to school sticker that we've been giving away in the shop that Meredith made. That looks like a little like pencil kaleidoscope. Cool. Oh, um, yeah, I got one. Yeah, they're, they're really cute. That was our kind of like compromise this year. We still had, did a sticker, but um, honestly, Mer- Meredith has been working on so many other projects right now for all of this new stuff coming out this year and all of our subscription box stuff that um, they're just, I just can't, yeah. Just need I can to only clone, ask her to do Meredith. so much. Yeah. Yeah, so- Meredith needs her own assistant. <laughs> just just clone <laughs> Meredith and just you can have like a sweatshop of illustrators in the back. Oh goodness. Just rows I would and feel rows so of Meredith. Bad about that. that would also be kind of scary. It would be lots be... of Meredith's. Not that Meredith is scary, but because there like would be multiple. Six Merediths, yeah. Yeah. We um we actually had a new intern start about about a week and a half ago who reached out to me just kind of out of nowhere and she lives nearby and she's really, really wonderful. And she's actually a very talented illustrator. She, when she came to meet me, she pulled out a folder of drawings to show me and I was just completely taken aback. She's amazing. So I'm hoping that we can get her to do some fun things for us, maybe some stickers or some postcards or something this year Nice, um, because she's really talented. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she can be Meredith's protege. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything? Uh, anything, Caroline? We didn't mention that you want to. You want to talk about our plug? Um, actually, one thing I wanted to know if you would plug is uh, your reading club, and I was wondering if that's something that is is pretty much an in person thing, or is that is that something you can participate on remotely? Participate. Oh yeah. In? So, um, our book club, um meets every other month. We pick a book for every two months just so that people don't feel like they have to rush to read it, especially if it's a busy month for you or you're already reading something you love. Um, And we meet on the last Wednesday of every other month. So our meeting is coming up on August 29th Hmm. um, after the shop closes from 7.30 to 9.30. But we also have an email list. There's no easy way to sign up for it because... We're not super tech savvy here. Um, but if you send us an email or DM me on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, um, that's kind of where we're collecting email addresses. And then we can pop it in the system because we do send a couple of emails periodically just to kind of like check in. Yeah. Um, we at the end of the month, we always send like some suggestions of like activities to do, which are things that we're probably also doing at um, book club, but we, our meetings are fun. We try to run them like not so much like we're all going to sit in a circle and talk about it. Um, we try to set it up so that people kind of are feel encouraged to have conversations amongst themselves. And we have been going really, really hard on the, um, book specific snacks 
like very specific. <laughs> um, that's been really fun. I keep a, when I'm reading the book, I keep like a list in the back of the book of every single food that is mentioned and what page number it's on. Um, the next one is going to have some good snacks, but, um, yeah. And we try to come up with activities, uh, that we can do at our meetings that we can suggest to our, um, remote readers to do that have to do with the book. Um, and then we always do like a follow-up blog post about it or an introductory blog post about it. But yeah, you're everyone's welcome to read along with us. Um, we want lots of people to participate and we've been hashtagging um, Orchard Street Reading Society on Twitter, on Instagram so we can see everybody's posts. We sell um, membership packs online. We had Meredith made an adorable little member pin. I saw and that. And we have bookmarks. We have a lot of good swag for book club. We went a little bit nuts. Alex and I were really excited to have our own book club. We kind of <laughs> lost it on the book club swag. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, uh, send me an email or send us a message somewhere and we'll get you involved. Nice. Very cool. All right, Johnny. Any? Um, oh, and I guess I guess Caroline, I asked if you had anything to add, and then I then I added something. So I should ask: Is there anything we didn't talk about you'd <laughs> like to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah. this was fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming on. This. Yeah. Um, yeah, Caroline, where where can people find you on the internet or in um, person? <laughs> oh, in person. Well, you can find me at. 15 Orchard Street between Canal and Hester yeah. um, near a subway stop is the East Broadway F. Um, or usually I'm behind the red curtain. I feel <laughs> like I'm the Wizard of Oz sometimes back here. Um, <laughs> just yelling at people from behind the curtain when I hear something <laughs> exciting. Um, but Just uh, make a noise know? like a UPS person, like, like um, scanning a package and she'll come running out. Yeah, well, no, even sometimes, like, I can hear everything that happens in the shop. So if a customer's asking, like, a really complicated question or they say something that really, like, makes me excited, I just, like, shout from behind here. And I forget <laughs> that to, like, Olivia who, or whoever's out there that's normal. But to customers in the shop, it just sounds crazy. <laughs> who is that? Um, I come out from behind the curtain. Okay. But, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't be afraid to shout for me. I'll shout back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm here most days. But you can also find um, our shop website online at cwpencils.com, um, on Instagram at cwpencils. Um, and I'm why am I blanking on my own social media? Um, <laughs> on Twitter at cwpencils. Um, and if you want to see a lot of videos of my cats, you can follow me on Instagram at ladygraphite. Awesome. Well, thank you, Caroline, for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Johnny, where can people find you on online? Um, I'm on the interwebs at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at Pencilution. All right. And I am uh, at woodclinch.com and andy.coffee. Um, I just bought the domain andy.wtf the other day, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> it just forwards to my like little portfolio site. Um, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at awelfly. Uh, this is the, Era the Erasable Podcast. Our website is erasable.us. Um, come join our Facebook group. It is a community of 2,500 pencil lovers. Um, Carolina drops by every now and then just to like see what the conversation's about. Um, it is uh, facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook's, like, fa our Facebook page at Erasable Podcast. Um, or wherever uh, podcasts are found. So uh, find show notes and a link to the recording 
uh, for episode 102 at erasable.us slash 102. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you next week. The intro music for the Erasable podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.